The Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman and Friends. joining us for episode 162 of the boys of tech for monday the 16th of april 2012 my name is edwin herman and joining me on the panel this week is first of all brett king welcome brett aloha brett's coming to us live from wellington new zealand as i am as well the other panelist joining us this week is alec doughty from brisbane australia welcome al Hey ho. And how are you this week? Fantastic. Excellent. All right. And Brett, you are well? Yes. All good. We're all well. Excellent. Let's do a well show. All right. So just looking ahead at some of our stories, Toshiba tries a new tablet size, F-Secure and Apple both release a removal tool for the flashback virus, and TNT's absolutely fantastic viral marketing video this and more in just a second let's kick off with Toshiba now they've announced that they have released the Excite 13 13 is typically an unlucky number in, a, in a western society but hey they're calling it they're going for it for that it's a tablet that's larger than the standard roughly 10 inch screen this 9. one 9.7 well for the iPad and 10.1 for the uh, for the Galaxy Note 10.1. Thank you for that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's why it's in, you know, around about 10 inches. This one is a 13.3 inches, which is a 33 centimetres diagonal. So let's talk about the, uh, not so much a tablet itself per se, but the concept of that size, that form factor. What do you think? I think it's pretty good, actually. Um, it's, what, the th- uh, 13 inch is about the smallest you get for an actual laptop laptop, not a netbook. For what the smallest MacBook Air is a 13 inch, isn't it? Uh, could be 11, I think, actually. 11 for the smallest, yeah. Huh. Well, it's a standard size for lots of laptops, and yes. it's a good screen size for doing a lot of finger manipulative apps. So, yeah, I think it's pretty good screen size. No, I, I tend to agree. I, and once I, again, I think, only the people who want something that big are going to buy something that big. Yeah, and that's the beautiful thing about the Android ecosystem is that you've got sizes ranging from the 5-inch Galaxy Note all the way up to now the 13.3. So it fits every single use case you can think of. Mm. Yeah, look, you know what? I'm not going to disagree with that. I totally agree as well. So I think we're all in... In the same boat here. Uh, Damn, no argument. Yeah, no argument for this story, I'm afraid. But I, I think our next story will probably <laughs> Stay generate tuned, some... folks. <laughs> That's right. No, look, what I was going to add, though, was uh, the place I can see this form factor working really well is in the, in the uh, if you like, the commercial market with a self-serve customer, customer information, that kind of thing. Uh, absolutely, so- absolutely. Like your, your, mm. your kiosk type or... or- yep maybe even as panels on the walls in retail stores that you can go up and do scanning and and that sort of stuff. Yep, yep. The iPad 9.7 is just a little too small. Mm -hmm. This would be good for that. Totally agree. Right, so (laughs) so given that we're not going to argue about this, should we just move on? (laughs) 
<laughs> now, before we do that, let me just say that analysts are saying that, well, you know, Toshiba's kind of trying something new to see if it's going to work. They, they don't really know whether it's going to work because no one's done it before. But the only way to find out is to actually do it. And the fact is that, you, as you guys uh, mentioned earlier, with, a, with the Android ecosystem, anyone can do this. And Toshiba has chosen to go ahead and do it. Yep. I'm actually looking forward to later in the year, sort of um, October, November, when Windows 8 actually is released and devices like this yeah, are running have, have that. The, the, the Windows 8 because I think this form factor would rock. Yeah, yeah, it would. In fact, I, you know, I think the whole Windows Mobile and it remains to see whether Windows 8 goes the same way as well or not is uh, totally underrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I hope Absolutely. that, uh, you know, that Windows 8 actually gets the, the kudos, the, the sales that it deserves. Indeed. As long I as think it-, it will, but I don't think it'll be overnight adoption. But nah, Microsoft well, are a juggernaut and you just can't stop them, really. Yeah. And Windows 7 is, was just such a brilliant upgrade. It's, yeah. Yeah. It, they'll take a while to get away the adherence away from Windows 7 now. So Windows 8 is going to be for all those people that are still on Windows XP. Yeah. Yeah, look, and that was me. Which is a 43% market share, uh, let me just point out. Is it really? Yes. Do you know, I was on XP up until two weeks ago. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on Windows 7 now and I'm loving it. It is. Windows 7 is really good. Yeah. 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 And, and, uh, you know, I I am looking forward to uh, Windows 8 as well. The big thing will be... How you know how we get used to this new you know the new thing? I actually I shouldn't go too far down this road because we're going to end up doing a Windows Eight story and there isn't one. Indeed, so, we will. Indeed. <laughs> so let's let's steer the ship back over to to some Apple. You foiled my cunning plan. <laughs> Is that what you're trying to do? Sneaky, sneaky. All right, let's steer the ship back to to the uh, virus. The Flashback virus for Mac OS X. Now, we, we, of course, talked about this last week. Since mm-hmm. then, in fact, not long after our show last week, F-Secure announced that it released a free flashback removal script. And a little bit later in that same week, Apple has done the same. So comments, guys, because I, I, know, I know there's some opinions on, on this. And Well, the fact that a third party released the removal tool before Apple did, and the fact that the flashback virus was exploiting a vulnerability that was patched in Java months before Apple yeah, finally yeah, released Yeah, look, patch the, the Apple is completely guilty, I mean, on that front, absolutely. They hadn't, well, well, actually, before we go down that track, let's, let's concentrate on that. Is it Apple's responsibility to release the new version of Java or is it? Yes. And is it the? Yes, it is. The it is. It was actually, it was Apple's variant of Java. Yeah, because you remember, Oracle creates Java and releases Java and releases the Java updates. Apple has decided that because of their closed system, they want their variant of Java that they build off of Oracle's Java to be the Java that runs on their ecosystem, which means you can't just go out and update from java.com to get the latest version of Java if you're running OS X. You've got to wait for Apple to release their variant of Java. So if Apple takes a month to fix a vulnerability that Oracle has discovered and fixed, then it's Apple's fault. Yeah, you're actually quite right. Apple does supply its own version of Java. Well, its own bundle, I should say. Yeah. Its own, you know, it's, it is the same underlying It's the same Java, but it's their, it's their, yeah, it's their variant release. Yeah, their, yeah, their it's, release it's of it. It's their, yeah. their flavor. Yeah. 
And I'm, and I'm sure there is some code which is different, optimized for for their sure. But the, the engine, I, I'd say, would be yeah, pretty absolutely. much the same. But, but they've they forked it essentially. Sure, sure. Uh, careful and how you in say this that. situation, they really did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, give where you say that. <laughs> uh, you know, and if you go to java.com and you go download uh, and you're using a Mac, it actually says, no, the way to get it is through software update, Apple software yeah, update. Yeah. So, okay, we've dealt with that one. So absolutely, Apple is 100% guilty on that. They should have done that as soon as Sun had issued the, you know, the, the patch, uh, the latest version. Indeed. I, I think it's unrealistic to expect them to do it like, Immediately, but a lot quicker than a few months. Yeah, right? a lot, a lot quicker than two months. Agreed, totally agreed. Now the second, yeah. the second thing I was going to comment on was, Brett, you were sort of laughing and saying, "Well, yeah, a security company releases it before Apple." Isn't that what antivirus companies do? Antivirus. It's, always, it's always the case. You have a virus on Windows. Who gets there first? It'll be Norton's. It'll be Sophos. It'll be McAfee. That's how it works. Yeah. In fact, I would actually go as far as to say, good on you, Apple, for doing that, for actually creating a tool and not relying on the anti-malware platforms to do it. Wouldn't you agree? I actually think well, this is I, Apple going no, above I, and beyond. I wouldn't. I wouldn't agree. Microsoft do the same thing. They have their own in-house indeed um, malware Updates for security for Windows Defender. Well, hang on a sec. The, Microsoft do produce Windows Defender, so now they're in, they're kind of playing in both camps. But before Windows Defender, but before Microsoft had their own anti malware tool, if you like, yeah. But they, if you look at any but, of the major, any of the major virus, doesn't it? Well, no, okay, Apple does, kind of. Well, you're both right. Yes and no. It doesn't have an official one, but what it does have is an engine in OS 10 that allows them to. If you like, I'm going to use the terms very loosely here. It kind of allows them to throw new definitions and or new modules with new definitions for, like for example, this. So yes, it does have a, an engine in OS 10, but it's not, if you like, a separate piece of software that. Okay, so it, it's not like an actual like antivirus program that you run. No, not at all. No, that's bundled with OS 10. No, no, it's a framework. That's actually the word I'm, I'm looking for. It's a framework that. They've built right. for themselves to be able to cater for situations like this. So okay. I, I guess no, in the traditional sense, no, they don't have, have one. So it, it's curative rather than preventative in model. So it fixes yes, things once they're broken yeah. rather than preventing them from breaking. Correct. Obviously, there will still be Macs out there that haven't got the virus. and when This is interesting. For, I for actually thought that Apple had, had their own antivirus. No? What's it called? I have no idea. I just thought they did. No, I mean, well, was it Tiger or Lion? Uh, not Lion. It was either Tiger or uh, some versions back. They announced that that was going in, but that what I'm referring to is that that framework that right. the, the ability for yeah. Okay. So they don't have their okay. own standalone one. All right. So it's actually important that Mac users go out and get Sophos or, totally. or one, one of the other totally. antivirus applications that, that that's available. I'm sure um, Casplexy probably do one for for the Mac. Absolutely, yep, uh, totally. And, you know, the thing is Apple don't really uh, say that as much as they should because, of course, they were going on the whole, you know, Max are uh, less vulnerable. Mm. They were singing that tune for so long, it's, it'll seem yeah, a bit crazy. Yeah. But I think, I could be wrong, but my prediction is in years to come, I think Apple will be more more strongly encouraging people to get commercial antivirus and anti-malware uh, software. I for, I, for example, am running Sophos. I wouldn't run my Mac without any security software, not at all. Excellent. Good boy, Ed. 
good advice. <laughs> so now anyway. we just have to work on Cameron. Yeah. Does he does he not run any at all? I think That's he might what be. I'm led to understand. Yeah, I think he might be right. Actually, I think he's, uh, you know, in the uh, complacent group of Mac users that you know. Indeed. Maybe I should he's, send him the flashback. He's running his <laughs> OS ten commando style. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Oh, look, we can have we can say what we want. He's uh, is he going to be joining us next week? He is. He intends to, doesn't he? So he, we, he, we we can uh, tease him about that. He intends to now. <laughs> yeah, now he's got to. He's got to defend himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's the removal script. But yeah, I look. I agree. Apple was far too slow in in the, initially. Mike, just going back to the bringing back to the core of the story. My comment on the second part was that. You know, I think it's good that Apple have done this, but I, I don't... But they're not the first to have done it. Years ago when Melissa and those, that, that family of viruses hit Windows, Microsoft themselves put out a removal tool pretty damn quickly. Actually, you are, you're quite right. The, when I, the more I think about it, you're right. Microsoft has actually released removal tools. Now, on, on the flip side, of course, it's only... This is well before Windows Defender. Yeah, mm. but yeah, on the flip side, of course, they don't release removal tools for everything. It's only the really big ones. No, that, only the really, really bad ones. Yeah, yeah. And I think this is where <laughs> Apple's going as well. I mean, you know, they're indeed, not indeed. defending Indeed, I, th- I think Apple is going to eventually realize that they're going to have to have their own in-house developed application, like antivirus that, that comes bundled. Yeah. I, Event- I, eventually. I, I, absolutely. And I, you know what? I think they realize that that day will come. They realize that already, I think. Mm. And hopefully they're planning for it. Hopefully. So that's the flashback virus, or more importantly, the removal tools for the flashback virus. I'll tell you what I'll also do. In the show notes, I'll put a link to the removal tool from F-Secure. Of course, the Apple one can be uh, obtained simply by doing a software update. Now, the TNT, here's another link I need to put in the show notes as well. TNT in Belgium, TNT is a television channel, has produced this viral video for its drama channel. Now, I'm not even going to try to describe this thing. You've got to see it. And I'll tell you what, I will put a link in the show notes. If you don't know what I'm talking about, pause this podcast now. Go to our website, boysatech.com, click on the link, watch the video, come back. And push the button. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what was your reaction when you when you watched that? What do you think? Was it well done or was it a bit lame? It was brilliant. Oh, awesome, <laughs> awesome, awesome. It, it was. It was just made made of awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I, I t- it was yeah. made of 100% pure awesome. Not a you look at point, the, all of the other viral videos, you know, videos that go viral, Chocolate Rain and all the other random ones that happen that are done from clips, all the marketing companies' attempts at viral videos, which are, some of them are pretty cool. Ratchet and Clank ones were pretty fun, but... This one, this this takes the cake. This nails it, doesn't it? The old spice ones, they were great. Mm. Which ones? The old spice ones. Old spice. You never saw those? No, you'll have to. You have to send me those. I'll have to have a look at those. But you're right. This one nails it, and there's not a single point where I thought, ah, they could have done that differently, or they could have left that out. Not at all. And if you don't know what I'm talking (laughs) about, again, check out the video. It is hilarious. I sent it to. At least a dozen people at work, and I could just hear laughter down, you know, down the the workstations as people were clicking play. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Yep. You know, I love it when companies get viral marketing. You know. Mm. Uh, absolutely, and 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 they work it properly. Like the people that came up with this campaign are probably never going to come up with an idea that's going to gel virally like this did. But they did it once, and it's awesome. It's fantastic. Yeah. 
Yeah. This would be hard to repeat, a heartache to follow. Uh, absolutely. And, and and it would feel forced and, and lame if they tried to do a similar thing. Yep, totally. Now that it's this successful, just leave it alone and uh, mm-hmm. and quit while you're ahead, I guess, is what kind of what you're saying. Yeah. By the way, it's 18 and a half million views at the moment. I remember when it's I- It's catching up with it, Coney. <laughs> with what? Coney 2012. Coney 2012, the documentary about the, um, what was he? It was a that war crimes person. Yeah. An evil man. Yeah. Coney 2012 made it to, like, the, there's one version of it that made it to, like, 70 million. Mm. 70 million? What yeah. about uh, Friday, Rebecca Black? That made let, it pretty high. Let, let's have, let, let's compare. I think this one here is the one, 28 million. See, and that's, but, but, but that's been hates. in existence for a year as well. <laughs> yeah, I know. So. I know, but they're all hates. Have you seen the red bar? Yeah. It's like most, yeah. of the, most of the bar and there's only a tiny bit of green. It's usually the other way around. <laughs> what does that say? Anyway, look, for our listeners out there, go and check out this video. I'm sure, in fact, I'll guarantee this. I guarantee you'll, you'll love it all your money back. <laughs> okay, now, <laughs> yeah, that, that's a big thing. Yeah, it's, it's telling you he's going to give you your money back. That's right. I mean, I, I will for a free podcast. That's exactly what I'll do. Now, YouTube has announced it's going to be doing some pay-per-view live streaming. Thoughts on that? Awesome. Anything that can sort of push the new media envelope and force the mainstream broadcast and, and cable networks to, uh, to change, the mm. better. I mean, this is effectively video on demand, right? Indeed. I could almost see this coming. In fact, I can't say I knew this was going to happen, but certainly I'm sort of thinking, why didn't they do this earlier? Mm. It does Licensing. seem like a likely thing. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, well, I think that, that is the answer, isn't it? But yeah, they're, they're doing it, and I think good on them. Uh, you know, YouTube is synonymous with video, so, you know, it makes sense for them to do it. Yeah, yeah. but it, it, interestingly, it's, it's not synonymous with high-quality video. No. Yeah. So, sure. And, and, I and that's, that's, that's what they're trying to sort of change their yeah. brand into. Yeah. You're spot on. And I think they, they've got to do that because at the moment when you think video, you think pixelated videos with cats. blurry. Yeah. Yep. Well, pixelated yeah, exactly. videos of cats. That's it. Lol cats. And yeah, you're right. They've got to change that. But it's rainbows I, coming out of their butts. <laughs> what? Have you never seen the yarn cat? No, no. I've seen lots of lol the, cats, but I haven't seen that. Uh, you're gonna have another video. You're gonna have to send me. Yeah, I'm not gonna put these in the show notes. By the way, <laughs> these ones you're sending me, uh, they won't. They won't get approved by other rating system. Well, no, they're on YouTube, so it's not like they're wrong. Okay, all right. There is all right. Anyway, yeah. send it to me, and I'll, I'll I'll check it out after the show. Does anyone have any other comments on this live streaming from YouTube? Or um, other than the fact that it just fits in with a lot of the other initiatives that YouTube is doing at the moment, like um, all, all of their sort of uh, custom channels like uh, Geek and Sundry, which is Felicia Day's channel and the Nerdist channel, yeah. which is like, all original programming designed specifically for YouTube. Apparently YouTube, Google through um, like a million bucks at a whole bunch of people to set up channels. What's the million? Where does the million come in? To fund the production of original shows. Oh, so that's what YouTube 
they're stumping up with the cash, are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, and what's interesting about this is that it is pay-per-view. It's not subscription either. So that's the other interesting thing. They'll move into subscription eventually. Yeah, I wondered that. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see what their They're pricing their model is. Dipping toes in the water. Dipping the, they are dipping their toes in the water, indeed. All right, and lastly this week, scientists have built the first working quantum network. Now, what is a quantum network? It is two atoms that communicate with each other i'm I'm guessing here yes essentially it's two atoms that have been basically entangled so that whenever one atom changes its state the other atom wherever it is in the world or the universe changes its state to reflect the opposite state so that they're on and off but it's instantaneous yeah so it's a crazy phenomenon that Mm, you know, I think, absolutely. You know, physicists um, have trouble understanding this. You know, in their own heads, they they, yeah, they know yeah. what it does, but even that they have trouble understanding why it. You know, why it happens. Yeah. So this is while it's very much prototype. They've only got it happening with like one atom. So its usefulness in in present day is fairly limited. But it's the beginning of the next phase of computing of of. Oh. Communication. Yeah, yes. yeah. So, so well, just they, they've got to day. work out something that works a little better than the ginormous things they require to make these things work. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that will come with time, yeah. obviously. Yeah, you know, yeah. what's of course, it's just, it's just the beginning, but it's really exciting. Now, the application here, of course, is that I'm just sort of tying up the loose ends here for our listeners that currently in computers you've got bits of copper track and uh, depending on, on what, other, what other bits and pieces you might have some fibre, some you know light being transmitted as the uh, communications you know between the different parts. The idea here is that you'd have atoms you have, that yeah. produce the, if you like, the, the transmission of data from one component or you know, one place in the computer to another. Yeah, yeah you um, and, and the other thing is to keep in mind is how much it's going to improve communication. So th- there will be no such thing as like Skype lag or latency. Um, latency yeah, yeah, everything sort of would stuff. be so done So we'll be able over... to talk to people on the moon or on Mars or across the street or in London in real time. Yeah, because <clears> the moon is, I think, is it a couple of seconds delay, I, I believe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like 10 seconds of delay or something. Mm. But this is communication between the the two atoms via single photon transmission. So the moment well, it's no, still- that the single photon transmission was just to entangle the entangle them. Afterwards, you don't have to actually. No, this is what they've done for. This particular experiment is they've got the two atoms bouncing photons between each other, and those photons carry the 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 transition, the the information. So they still need a connector for these ones. It isn't they they haven't gone the full on. Okay, no, I I, I had a different understanding. My understanding was that the two systems were connected by the fiber optic cable, and the photon was was blasted. All right, and that. When the photon hit, it basically caused the two to be entangled. And from that point on, whenever one changed, the other changed. It didn't have to be, be changed by photon again. Ah. So the photon was basically to create the entangled pair. This is my rudimentary understanding of, of, of the physics of this. 
You know what so, I'd love to do is, is get a uh, quantum physicist on the show to explain on. this. Yeah, to explain this, this to us. This would be fantastic. Let's try it. Let's well, do we'll it. We'll see, see what we can do, eh? How's that? <laughs> <laughs> let's let's <laughs> try and get Professor Ignacio Chirac, who's actually the guy that did it. Oh, right. Okay, yeah, yeah. right. So, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we, we could ask. He's based in Germany, I believe. So we'll see what we can do anyway. That is pretty much the show, unless anyone wants to talk about anything else that's happened this week in tech. No, I, I've got nothing else. So no one's got anything else? No. 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 Okay, all right. Well, that's... Do you have anything else interesting? What did you do, in the, do during the week? I didn't do what anything. your weekend? Did I... you go on the fun run? Was there a fun run? Wasn't it the Wellington around the bays? Oh, was that this weekend? I thought it was this weekend. Oh, man, I'm glad I avoided town. No, we had some friends come and stay. We normally do this little talk at the beginning of the show. This is kind of backwards, but I like it. I'm, I'm starting to like this. <laughs> yeah, into well, it. Into today. <laughs> so what did you do over the weekend, Brad? Um, nothing. You didn't my husband the- came back from Japan. Who came back? My housemates, they came back from Japan. Oh, from Japan. Right. Yes. Did they have a it's- good time there? They had a very good time, and they brought me back stuff. And that's better. awesome. That is awesome. It's always awesome when you get stuff. Yeah, absolutely. What about you, Alec? Uh, what have I been doing this weekend? Yeah. Um, I've been busy coding. Yeah, you've been coding. What have you been coding for? Uh, for Drinkle. For Drinkle. Yes, hey, folks, keep hey. your eyes on Drinkle.com because that is coming out anytime soon, as we've been saying for the last two years. <laughs> anytime. <laughs> it, re- it really is this time. Though. It's imminent. Yeah. Right. Okay. Good stuff. All right. So close I can touch it. (laughs) Well, you can because you're right there. So, Al, thank you very much once again. Al from Drinkle.com. Thank you for uh, making the show a good one. Not a problem. And Brett, also for equally making the show a good one. Uh, Thank you very much. Always a pleasure, Ed. And hopefully we'll talk to you two again next week. Uh, As we mentioned, I think Cameron Colley, our other regular, although more lately, less regular panelist is uh, making an appearance next week. And I believe we're going to have Ben back as well. Last week, we had Ben, our newest panelist. So it'll be a big show next week. Awesome. Next week's going to be a big one. Yeah, let's hope there's some hope, good stories. Yeah, let's yeah. Hope Hopefully we'll actually we're have we're just going to be talking. <laughs> yeah, we'll just talk about what we all did on the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It'll be the boys of tech, the nothing happened in the week of tech edition. Well, you know, sometimes, you know, you, you do these episodes where, you know, not a lot happened. Yeah. And it's really hard because you're sort of <laughs> scraping the barrel. And then other weeks, there's all Indeed. these things going on. And that's, you know, hard to trim it down. Anyway, thanks, guys. That's episode 162 wrapped up. See you again next week. Take care, everyone. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We've just lost all of our German listeners. Yes, I did. <laughs> it's like I drive the Mac listeners away and you drive the German listeners away. <laughs> I know. I yeah, drive the be... science listeners away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For very different reasons. Like, I can't stand this. Yeah. You're so wrong. <laughs> <laughs>